And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks, and of course, on the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com, Rev TV Canada, Tuesday from 4 to 6, and Oh, so many ways you can get Race Time Radio. Man, I missed this last week. We took last week off hoping to catch the Daytona 500, and all of us watched the race. And then, of course, the race got rained out. Didn't run until Monday. But uh, what a Daytona 500 that was. Oh, my God. Did they ever get it on? But let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. What a stellar lineup on my dad. How about this? For the first time, we're going to have Matt Hirschman on the show. Of course, driver of the 60 Tour Type Modified, champion once again at the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing in that 60 car. Matt's going to join us right off the top of the show. We'll also talk to uh, another guy that was at Speed Weeks, did a whale of a job in his pro late model and his super late model. Nicholas Noggle, the 08 car, is going to jo- stop on by and join us. We'll get off to PEI, and we'll catch up with Robbie uh, McLean. Hopefully, we got Robbie teed up. Uh, we'll talk Motorama. Of course, that's right around the corner, our big show in Toronto at the International Center. we got the Promoter Deluxe. we got Greg McPherson going to join the show. And then some huge news out in British Columbia with RS1 competition, Penticton Speedway, uh, the Western Rattler 300. We got Trevor Seberg going to jump on this show. And we got a whole pile of questions for Trev out there on the West Coast. But what do you say we get things activated and fired up right now? This man is amazing behind the wheel of a modified house been for a number of years. I was fortunate enough to meet Matt back at PRI. And we talked a little bit about Speed Weeks. Well, we're going to talk a lot about it now. He's got the championship once again, and he joins us on the Zoom line. What's going on, Matt? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, man, oh, man, did you do a good job once again in that modified? And i got to tell you, Matt, I, along with a lot of your fans, were kind of nervous right off the beginning. Night number one, you guys fired up with the big 200-lap race, season opener for the whaling side of things. And uh, I'm around, right? Got a bunch of guys sitting in the studio. I said, anybody that hasn't seen that 60 car, Matt Hirschman, watch tonight. He'll be the man in victory lane at the end of this, baby. He loves this track. He loves this car. And, uh, oh, it didn't quite work out the way I had it planned. Uh, It was a little different start for you this time, Matt. Uh, Take us back through night number one. Yeah, we definitely got off to a slow start. Um, we did turn it around uh, midweek and, and finish strong, but uh, unfortunately, uh, you can never have those events back. And uh, we had a, a combination of uh, some small issues um, that were uh, slowing us down a little bit. Um, 
the wheel and race at times, or there was a long run during the middle portion of the race, and we did advance all the way to third. Um, you know, so we were we were looking like we would uh, be a contender, and then once we got into the pit cycles, uh, we had two pit stops. The first one wasn't very good, and the second one was terrible. <laughs> so uh, that really uh, put us behind. We lost our track position. Um, our 10th place finish does not reflect uh, where we were in terms of competitiveness in that race. Uh, but getting into the rest of the week, we still started off um, the World Series portion for the Tour Type Modified slow. We ended up with a pair of fifths. Um, and there, like I said, there was a few things. We had to go to work on the car, found a couple things that, um, uh, that were just not right. Uh, wasn't one major thing, uh, but we were able to, uh, once we corrected that and just everybody just started working, uh, working better because, you know, we knocked the rust off. We, we had our struggles. We made some mistakes. And once we cleaned things up as a team and myself included on, you know, my driving and, and, and decision making, uh, we did finish well, but that, that was not how I would like to have started our season because they start with such a big event. Uh, you know, now, uh, the, the, this is the third running of the wheel and tour season opening at new Smyrna. Uh, we won the inaugural and finished third last year. Had, there were a few, a few setbacks during the race that, that, uh, that got us behind in that as well, but we still recovered for a third, which is respectable. Uh, 10th place was, uh, definitely below, uh, what our expectations are and, you know, our standard for success. So, uh, so definitely a disappointment and something that we cannot have, uh, happen again in, uh, 2025. Well, you got that one out of the way, right? You got that one for your season and talk about a great recovery, Matt, you are that man behind the wheel and we can't take it away from Ronnie Silk that won the race. He did a great job. Uh, the car looked like it was hooked up from lap one, and away he went. Uh, but there's so many competitive cars in your class, and especially when you get to New Smyrna Speedway, you are the man with the target on his back. Uh, I don't know of anybody that has had the success that you have had at that Speedway on a consistent basis. What was that, your third World Series championship for the Modifieds? Actually, I think it was our fifth, I think. Um, our success in recent years, yes, we have been the most successful, um, you know, and it uh, just goes back to the very beginning when the Modified started going there. Richie Evans was the big winner at the beginning. Um, you know, it went through, uh, it goes through its cycles. Uh, uh, the, the top winners, because uh, they was mentioned during the week, I think Richie Evans uh, Ted Christopher, he did a lot of his winning probably in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, Reggie Ruggiero was probably the 80s, maybe 90s. Uh, those were the guys that have the most wins in the tour types at the World Series. And uh, those are the guys I'm trailing or, you know, uh, recurrently. So, um, yeah, so like I said, some good company to be in, um, you know, that we're, we're kind of climbing that win list there. And, uh, you know, the tour type, Modifieds used to run all nine nights. Uh, the track still does have the nine nights of the World Series. The last night got rained out. Um, but now that the Tour Type Modifieds is reduced to five for the, for the 
World Series portion and the wheel and tour race. So at one time, you know, guys used to race nine nights. Then it was reduced. I think they gave one night off for the division. It was eight for a long time. And now it's uh, down to the five for the World Series. So we don't run as many races and have the starts that they used to. Uh, but in recent years, we've had the most success and uh, we've, you know, we've won our fair share. Uh, but like I said, with the, the wheel and tour race there now, and I, I could make the comparison for the super late models. They had the stars, uh, ASA stars tour race there on Tuesday night. And certainly if you're going to win one race for the week uh, for those guys, that's the one you want to win. Well, for us, the, the wheel and tour one would have been the one to win. So uh can't take anything away from Ron Silk and his team. Uh, they're performing very well. They're, they're stiff competition for me uh, throughout the season. And uh, unfortunately, what's disappointing for me is we didn't give ourselves really an opportunity to compete with them. I, I, don't, I think they were the team and car to beat that night, uh, but we didn't even really give ourselves that opportunity. And that, that can be disappointing and, and frustrating for me. Well, I know when you did advance up to third, I was intently watching that race, and I seen you get up to third, and I uh, mentioned it to Junior. I said, here he comes. He's up to third. And uh, Junior said, Dad, I think there has been an engine rule change or some changing in the rules with regards to the engines, and it could be affecting Matt Hirschman. I said, well, I, I didn't hear of any. But, Matt, has there been rule changes to the motor that threw some of the guys for a curveball? Well, not in the wheel and tour race because pretty much uh, all of the cars have the, the NASCAR spec engine and we're pretty much all the same. I mean, uh, there's different builders that put them together, um, but you pretty much everybody's got the same. And it, it wasn't as noticeable in that particular event. But then when you, the regular World Series portion for the Tour Type Modifieds, there is a, a, a combination of, of many, uh, many, I should say many combinations of built engines along with the NASCAR spec engine. And our lack of speed or straightaway speed was definitely more noticeable. Um, but again, it, 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 it forced us into going to work and figure out uh, how to get the most out of what we had because I think we were at a deficit uh, to, to begin with compared to some of the built engines, especially on new tires. Uh, they're, they're, they have more horsepower. It, that, that's not a secret. It's uh, known. Um, but the spec engine, um, you know, has, it has its advantages too in terms of weight and things. And the officials have done a pretty good job of trying to balance that over the years. Uh, there's been some tweaks to it. And, uh, um, there, you know, so it's, it's very, it's been competitive. Um, but like I said, we were, um, we were lacking some things and we had some things slowing us down. Once we got those figured out, it also came to the point of Wednesday night is a longer event, 76 laps. It's more about handling than horsepower. And the same thing can be said for the Richie Evans 100 on Friday night. And, uh, we won those two, but we also won a 50 lap on Thursday as well. So, we just, um, like I said, we kind of, we righted the ship. Um, just unfortunately, uh, wish we could have done that uh, so sooner than we did. But uh, it is what it is. We can't change that now. No, and you came out with the championship, and that was uh, mission accomplished. If you just tuned in, welcome aboard. We are with the number 60, 
Tertype Modified, Will and Modified, it's Matt Hirschman. And uh, Matt, uh, what's the season looking like now? You got Speed Weeks out of the way. When's your next race and what's on the docket for you this year? So for us in, in the Tour Type Modifieds, things basically migrate north. Uh, so beginning with Speed Weeks in Florida, which I, I will say uh, is certainly just a special time and event um, to be a part of Speed Weeks uh, with so much racing going on in that area and and the amount of racing people, racers and fans in that, in that area. It's really uh, really a neat thing to be a part of. And uh, the only opportunity for us to race in February is to go to Florida and race at New Smyrna Speedway. So from there, now in March, the opportunities exist in the Carolinas, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. They will host the, uh, there, will, there will be races uh, uh, hosted by the Smart Modified Tour in the month of March. So there's some options there and we're going to go to their opening race, which is at Florence Motor Speedway in South Carolina. That's next Saturday. So actually, well, I should say this Saturday now, since it's Sunday, Um, that'll be our next event. Uh, There are other opportunities to race with that group in the month of March. And then in April, things in the Northeast start to open up uh, both locally here in Pennsylvania. I've got two tracks uh local to me one of them has a race of champions event at mahoning valley speedway in uh, mid-april and then uh evergreen speedway also in pennsylvania they don't open till the first weekend in may so uh but there's other events in the new england states connecticut the thompson icebreaker is uh, so there's things that start happening, but not until April. So if we want to race in March, which we do, and, and we have for the past few seasons, thanks to the Smart Modified Tour, which is uh, kind of had a rebirth. Uh, now it's three, four years ago um, uh, and and really has a lot of positive momentum going. And they actually announced uh, while we were down in Florida for Speed Weeks, they announced a crown jewel event uh, that they're uh, calling the King of the Modifieds. That's going to be at South Boston Speedway on March 23rd, I believe, if that's a Saturday. And uh, that uh, South Boston's a really racy short track, uh, one of the best short track venues I've ever raced on. And uh, to have a, a marquee event that's going to pay $20,000 to win is, uh, is certainly a positive for modified racing, and we're definitely looking forward to that as well. <laughs> sort of got your name written all over it. You're going to be the big money, Matt. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to matter uh, where that big event is. If it's a big one, you can count on Matt Hirschman to be there, and uh, it's going to be an outstanding year. you got a lot coming up. Uh, it'll be a busy summer. And uh, uh, what else do you plan on doing in your career is modified racing. Is that it? Is that where you're going to be? That's where you're going to stay and career it. Uh, do you have aspirations of, you know, jumping into a truck or jumping into something else? Everything else would be slow compared to what you're driving. Yeah. I mean, I had aspirations and, and some opportunities of, of things uh, when I was in my twenties, late twenties. Uh, but since, uh, since those things, um, uh, didn't materialize into anything to uh, to climb the ladder any further. Uh, I've been happy racing modifieds. Uh, modified racing is our business as a family. Uh, you know, we 
Uh, we sell parts and, and repair cars and things like that and uh, and then race them on the weekend. So pretty much uh, 24-7, seven days a week, we do uh, – we we do modified racing and uh, and I probably am uh, one of it or maybe the most uh, active driver in terms of the amount of racing I do. Uh, we've done uh, as many as uh, the upper forties, uh, but most years I race in the mid thirties to forty events, and uh, you know so that's between that and the business side of it uh, is plenty plenty to do there to keep us busy. And uh, if anything. I think in recent years, uh, there have been a lot of positives and, and things have trended in the right direction for our class. Uh, that we're, we're, we're racing for some bigger payouts. And, uh, you know, that's something that I uh, hope to continue to grow. And, and like I mentioned about um, the event at South Boston, the King of the Modifieds, that's new for this year. Uh, the Spring Sizzler comes up in late April at Stafford Motor Speedway. Uh, that's probably, at least in my opinion, the biggest race of the year. Uh, the race of champions is also still going, uh, strong in that, um, that's held at Lake Erie Speedway in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, so there's, um, there's definitely a lot to look forward to. And, uh, and like I said, we just, Speed Weeks is, uh, is certainly a big event, but it's almost kind of a, a, a little mini season in itself. Now you, you kind of move on to the to the rest of the season and and put that behind us. Well, you'd have to bring the car back to the shop pretty well, blow it apart because you got uh, like like you say uh, a, a lot of stress went into that car running the five nights that you guys ran. Uh, so it's probably a good idea. And knowing you, you'll go through the whole thing again. But uh, I oh, I could only pray that Delaware Speedway one day gets the modifieds back on the schedule up here on our half mile uh it's not too far away from the border uh i was there the night the modifieds rolled in it was quite a few years ago now but man what a show you guys do yeah i was actually a part of that event that's the only time i've uh ever raced in canada uh for that event uh and uh, I know there was an opportunity uh, when I believe it's called Jucasa. Yep. Uh, when that was running, uh, there were some race of champions events there. Unfortunately, I, I was not a part of any of those. Um, and now I guess the, that track is is currently closed. So uh, that was the only time I ever raced in Canada. Um, you know, there's uh, we do. I've had a lot of success and raced a lot uh, close to that area, the Niagara Falls area. There we have Lancaster which is just off the New York state Thruway. Yep. Uh, like I said, Lake Erie speedway is out, out that way. Uh, and there's some other, uh, you know, uh, nice racetracks that we've uh, been able to race at in the, uh, upstate New York area. And, and like I said, that's, that's covered by the race to champions, uh, modified series group. And, uh, definitely always look forward to racing with those guys when we can. Well, too cool, bud. Uh, congratulations on the success at New Smyrna speedway. Uh, final question for you. The crew kind of looked the same. Do you have any new guys on the crew? Who have you got? Well, it, it are actually our, our, the makeup of our team for, for Speed Weeks uh, New Smyrna was actually a little bit different. And, uh, and that probably contributed to our slow start a little bit uh, just because uh, we had to, uh, everybody had to kind of learn and adapt to, uh, to our, our team moving forward. And, uh, and like I said, we all kind of made a few mistakes and myself included in that. 
Um, but like you said, we, we showed ourselves that if we have things right, you know, what our potential is, and that is to, to win races, uh, like we have in the past. So, uh, but everybody worked really hard. Uh, I always say, you know, when you can win the, the championship, it's, that's definitely rewarding for the team, uh, to know that they were a part of, of that, uh, you know, because it's, uh, it's a grind, uh, it's six events in seven days that, that you do. And, um, we, uh, like I said, you, it's, uh, they're long days and late nights at the racetrack and you, you don't have an opportunity typically, you know, like where you race every weekend and then you go home for the, you know, four or five days and then come back together and race again. Uh, when you have to do it consecutively for that many days, uh, it's, it's a challenge and an experience. It's something that I've really enjoyed. Uh, but there are times, uh, you can kind of hate something and love it at the same time. And uh, that's probably the best way to sum up uh, doing the World Series at Usmura. Yeah, no breaks. That's for sure. It just seems like it just continues on. The sun goes up, sun goes down, and it's going to come up again, and you're going to run again. But, Matt, we've thoroughly enjoyed this tonight. I know we're all going to keep our eyes on the Modifieds. Uh, from Canada, we'll be watching, thank God, for a lot of live streams uh, we're going to be able to watch a lot of the races and look forward to getting you back on Race Time Radio uh, maybe next weekend. How about that? You may have another checkered flag after the race. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking again. And, and like I said, the upcoming races uh, for the Smart Modified Tour are all on Flow Racing. And uh, there will be uh, you know a lot of uh, lot of opportunities. Our, our, our division and, and even my own uh you know, recognition or, or popularity has definitely grown in, in a large part thanks to all the coverage that we now get uh, racing part of the, the World Series on on Flow Racing. And, and it, you know, that uh, that gets a good audience across the country. Uh, well, not just in the country, uh, but uh, in Canada as well, uh, because of uh, the timing of the year, you know, where everybody knows that that's where the racing's going on. So a lot of people, a lot of fans come down to as well. Uh, you know, that's like a, a, a definitely a, a bucket list thing. I would call it uh, that I, every race fan that loves short track racing, dirt or asphalt. Uh, if you have the opportunity to do it, I suggest uh, trying to, to spend a week in that area. And, and if you like dirt racing, you got Volusia and uh, different other tracks besides that. But in that, at least in that Daytona area, you have, uh, Volusia and then New Smyrna on the asphalt and then there's there's other tracks throughout the state racing as well so uh, I would uh, highly suggest that I think it's a great experience absolutely dynamite stuff Matt Hirschman thanks so much for the time tonight go get him man we'll uh, keep our eyes peeled all right thank you we'll talk again you bet Matt Hirschman driver the 60 I'll tell you if you happen to have missed the World Series uh, you missed a good one. Uh, it was dynamite. Uh, good week all the way around. And uh, nine nights. Uh, the last night did get rained out. Uh, they forecasted rain for Saturday. So the Speedway did a hurry-up offense. They took a bunch of the programming from Saturday and put it between Thursday and Friday. It got it all in. And, man, what a show Matt Hirschman put on the dandy. We're going to hit a quick break here on Race Time Radio. When we come back, more Speed Week stock with one of our Canadian guys. We got Nicholas Noggle on the other side. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. 
Hello, I'm Donald Tish from uh, Beauchatel, Quebec, Canada. We're glad to be in the uh, U.S. today and uh, to race on the new Samirna. And uh, we'll say thanks for all the fans to be here, here tonight. And uh, right now we're uh, listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. There's nothing like sitting around the fire, is there? Lots of life's biggest moments and big challenges get solved right around the fire pit, including many family magic moments. The best way to ensure that fire goes each and every time is to use a Quickwick Fire Starter. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have been made right here in Canada. I'll never forget when my son was young, thunder was rolling in the distance. Oh, Dad, what was that? Well, that's just the angels bowling in heaven. <laughs> Dad, what was that? That's what happens when you pull Grandpa's finger. Quick Quick Fire Starters, <laughs> the world's best fire starter. <laughs> This is NASCAR champion, Ryan Blaney. Chase Elliott. Kyle Larson. Joey Logano. Kyle Busch. Martin Truex Jr. Brad Keselowski. What is SiriusXM NASCAR Radio? It's a place to talk about your favorite sport. You know, I renew my subscription. It never comes off this channel. The whole day is awesome. It's a place to hear from the biggest names in NASCAR. Joey Logano, what are you doing? I got the SiriusXM set up at my house so I can jump on more often. Joey, I want to first thank you for doing this. This is awesome for the fans. It's a trusted source for breaking news. Major stories today, my friends. Let's get down to business. There's just never a dull moment. It's every NASCAR race heard live, including in-car radios. Legato gets into the back. He shoves him up the racetrack. Stay out. Stay out. Stay out. Trust me. Bubba Wallace to the lead at Talladega. And it's classic races that honor the history of the sport. Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500. So what is Series X in NASCAR radio? It's your 24-7 home for all things NASCAR. The way you guys cover these races is unbelievable. Channel 90 streaming right now on the Sirius XM app. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. 
And welcome back, one and all, all live tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. We're going to go right back to the Zoom line, and we're going to welcome in a guy that was incredibly busy, Canadian driver. Uh, he drives the 08 Pro Late Model and Super Late Model. Damn near got a win throughout the course of the World Series. He competed every single night. Uh, his name, Nicholas Nogali, is from the Maritimes, and he's joining us right now. What's going on, Nick? Uh, I can see you're not in Nova Scotia. There isn't eight feet of snow behind you. Yeah, no, we're uh, actually just driving back north tonight. Left Florida this morning and heading back to North Carolina. Oh, that's why you got the sunglasses on, because there'll be tears flowing down. You won't want to head home. You had a damn good speed weeks, my friend. Thank you very much, Joe. It was uh, definitely a busy week for us, but it was a lot of fun, that's for sure. Oh, man, nine nights. I can't imagine. Now, I know it got shorted by one night due to rain, uh, but the other eight nights, you were a busy cat, be it pro late model, be it super late model. Let's start with night number one, super late model. I look at my screen, first race, and we got the 08 on the pole. And away you go. I thought, man, Nick's going to light the lamp night number one. And you came real close, man. Fourth place. Yeah, no, night number one definitely played out in our favor. We we knew the car was close. We knew it wasn't perfect, but I was real happy with it. And, uh, when we qualified seventh, I want to say, and the invert put us on the pole. And I thought, man, that's just what we need because uh, – as everyone knows, when you run New Smyrna, our position is everything. It's single files out, and you can have a tenther, need a tenther, but it just, wherever you start, usually it's pretty good. And uh, the way the race played out, me and Jet Nolan were back and forth pretty heavy on the start. And, uh, the cost of the field, unfortunately, we were racing too hard for the position. One of the uh, Donnie Wilson could buy us both, but uh, no complaints. It was great. Well, the 08, uh, like for having a new piece underneath you, Nick, there, there, there's so much to take in. There's so much to learn with a new piece. It's either going to be like way off or, you know, it, it, it's got the potential of doing pretty well everything. Uh, but you nailed it. Uh, for all intents and purposes, to come away with the top five, night number one, had to be uh, real rewarding for you and the crew. Yeah, it was definitely what my guys needed. I was I was real happy with it, and I think it was a great way to get the ball rolling for the week. It kept spirits high, and uh, we definitely tried to ride the momentum as long as we could. Now, the pro late model, let's touch on that as well, because you were jumping back and forth. Is that a tough task, Nick, to go from the super late model that's got probably way more horsepower than the pro late model? Is it a hard deal to shuttle back and forth? I don't find it that bad, but people do have to realize, even though they look identical, they are nothing alike. The two cars are that different. It's not funny. And uh, the horsepower is the big key factor there. You say it. I, I ran the Super the first couple nights, and then we got the Pro to play a little bit. And the first time out on the track, I'm going down the back stretch, running through the gears, and it's like floor and waiting for it but then i realized oh yeah i have 200 less horsepower to play with here so it's definitely a different driving style a different craft but it's still a lot of fun yeah you got to put it in different uh you're probably going in a little lighter with the super late so that you can come off the turn right 
yeah, with the super late, you kind of finesse it down in the corner, get it pointed, and try and come back off. With the pro late, you just try and carry as much momentum any way you know how. And unfortunately, at these big speed tracks, usually that means driving it in about four car lengths further than you think you should and hoping that it turns. With all the Canadians that were down there, Nicholas, you were the guy that uh, all of us up here could count on to be there throughout the course of the week. Uh, you know, guys like uh, uh, Corey did a good job in the 94. He was out there. Glenn Styers in the zero car. He was out there in the pro light model. Uh, but a lot of the guys came in and they focused in on the ASA uh, Stars race. I know you did everything you possibly could in every race. Score yourself. How was it? Was it good for you guys? Oh, it was a great week. It was a great learning experience. The unfortunate part with uh, with it being nine nights long and the multiple divisions on, exactly what I thought would happen, happened. The modifieds came in. They put a lot of rubber down every day, and they just progressively kept making the track a little bit tighter every time you hit it. And we were just right behind it. We were trying to keep up with the rubber, but we never could quite get the car where it needed to be. But we were always just right there. We just needed to get ahead of it a little bit more. But uh, I have no complaints. It was a great week, and we had a lot of fun. And I definitely am looking forward to it again for next year. The competition this year was leaps and bounds compared to the last couple of years that I've been there. It was crazy. The ASA race had a two-tenth difference in the entire field, something around there. Oh, yeah. It was tight. It was craziness, actually. So now, do you have both cars coming back north with you, or do you leave the one super down there? What's the plan? So as of right now, I'm returning to North Carolina. We are going to get the pro car ready to bring home with us. And then the super, we are going to run the Rattler here in about three weeks' time. We're going to go back down South Albany Speedway and race that. Um, looking forward to that i'm i'm not quite ready to sit down and stop racing for a month yet before our season at home starts yeah so you'll get the 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 rattler in and uh and you'll have the pro late model ready to go for up here what is your plan for up here this summer are you gonna do the pro stock tour what's the plan Um, right now, we'll run full-time on the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Uh, that's our intent, is to run full-time on the Maritime Pro Stock Tour and then get races in where we can. Uh, the fact of the matter is me, my team, my father, we all just love racing. So I can't tell you we're definitely not going to be here. We're definitely going to be there because who knows? It's just whatever race we can get in, as many as we can, and do the best we can. That's That's always our goal. Oh, absolutely. And you're doing a dynamite job with it, uh, especially when you consider going back and forth in between two different divisions, two different race cars, and uh, uh, one of them being brand new. Uh, Is there much that you need to do to the Super to get it ready to go for this uh, race in three weeks? No, I can honestly say I was real happy with how Speed Weeks went this year because it... uh we didn't have to replace a fender on the car or anything. We kept them in real good shape. So luckily, moving forward, that allows me to go home, put it on the plate, clean it up a little, and then uh, just do setup. I don't have to worry about going and getting clips put on. And uh, There was some gear tore up, but we, we managed to fare out fairly well, and I'm real happy with that. 
Well, there was a huge one in the pro late model race, a big wreck right near the end, uh, just before the 100 lap race. I do believe it was just before it, but uh, you were able to avoid the big one there as you were all the other ones pretty well. You kept the fenders on it, kept the nose clean, and uh, Nicholas Nuggle, you did exactly what you said you were going to do. Uh, when before you went down there, and that was to go compete every night and uh, be competitive, and that you were, my friend, you were all the way through. Yes, sir. I thank you very much, Joe. It was definitely uh, interesting the last couple nights in the pro late. I, I really enjoyed getting in that car and going back. That's what I started running down here was pro lates, and it's just it's fun to go back and remember the difference it is to run in this for so. Uh, like I said, I can't thank all my guys enough. I can't thank my mom, my dad, and my girlfriend, and all my sponsors. And everyone that comes down here makes it possible for us to do it. It's it's a big task, and it, it takes a lot. I have a great group of guys behind me, and all the support I could ever ask for from my parents and my girlfriend. Like they're they're awesome. They let me come and get this whole winter and follow my dream. <laughs> there you go. So back to Canada you go, back to Brycon Construction and get some work done so that you can go back down and go after it. Yeah, I know. At some point we got to get things going at home again, but I'm not quite ready yet. There just one or two more, and then I'll, I'll say, okay, I'll go home and get ready for the season at home. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, hey, this has been great catching up with you. Drive safe. And uh, I know you're sad coming back, but uh, you'll be back down there soon enough, and we'll get you on before that Western Rattler. Sound good? Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Joe. Y'all have a great night. You bet. That is Nicholas Noggle, driver of the 08, pro late, super late. Uh, I'll tell you, what a, se- what a season. What a uh, World Series he had. Uh, it's just amazing. The guy did a great job in whatever he got into and uh, came so close to getting the checkered flag. Uh, I'll tell you what, when Nicholas Noggle hits victory lane, it's going to be the same as what happened up here in the Maritimes, right? He had seconds, he had thirds, he wasn't in victory lane until, and then boom. After that, the guy knows nothing but to, uh, but to win. That's what he does. Uh, he gets that one win down south. And it's going to open the floodgates up. And I'm sure you're going to see a lot more of Nicholas Noggle in victory lane. Everybody knows that he's coming. And uh, three weeks, he's going to be back behind the wheel. And just think of how sharp this guy's going to be when the season fires up up here in Canada. Uh, it, it's That's what he's done the last few years. And uh, Nicholas Noggle comes back loaded, ready to go. When everybody else is just starting to get some test time in, Nicholas has got uh, a whole pile of laps on and ready to give her. But uh, we're going to hit this break. When we come back, I'm hoping we're going to have Robin McLean. We'll talk Oyster Bed Speedway and PEI. And uh, they've just released their schedule. So we've got lots to talk to Robbie about on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. We will be back all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM. Channel 167, Canada Talks. Hey, everybody, this is Ray Dunlap. Make sure you tune in to Race Time Radio to see what's going on in the trucks. From coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks.
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. The SXM app is your one-stop destination for everything you love. Uh, things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. An exclusive podcast, video, and on-demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go. Walks in, put it between his legs! All with the SXM app. A free download now from the Google Play or Apple App Store today. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by GSR Parts. Sprint car specialists with chassis, engines for dirt or asphalt cars. From wings to springs, GSR's got you covered. Contact Terry and start winning today. Also by Quick Quick Fire Starters. The world's best fire starter. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Revs TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Revs TV is your source for motorsports. Revs TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Revs TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio. With your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio All Live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And don't forget, Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, Rev TV Canada is where you can find Race Time Radio. Sit back, enjoy your dinner, and catch up on two hours of short track racing. Uh, I don't think you can beat it. Uh, We've got to thank Mike and Ed and all the guys at Rev TV for having Race Time Radio on there. We genuinely appreciate it. But what do you say? We get back to the Zoom line and we'll zoom our way all the way out to beautiful Prince Edward Island. And we'll welcome in, how about Robbie McLean? We got him. What's going on, Robbie? How you doing? Oop, haven't got your audio. We got to get your audio turned on there. But just do a little click and we'll have your audio on and you'll be all set. We got the video. We just haven't got Robbie's audio. He's working away at it, and I know he'll get it. And, uh, you you know, uh, Oyster Bed Speedway has got their schedule. just came out the other day, I do believe. At least I got a copy of it the other day. We got 11 events going to span from the May long weekend right into Labor Day weekend. 
uh, and they've got some great events that we'll talk to Rob about. Uh, when he gets all hooked up here, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go through it. But the season opener is going to come up on Sunday, May the 19th at Oysterbed Speedway. Not too far from uh, Charlottetown, actually. It's uh, just outside. Are you, uh, how are you making out there, Rob? You got any audio yet? No, I'm not hearing you, buddy. Uh, there's definitely something going on there audio-wise, but it'll just be a setting, probably a mic uh, mute or something like that. Um, and uh, we'll have Robbie here in a moment. But uh, Oyster Bed Speedway, uh, not too far away, as mentioned, from Charlottetown. Um, I, I was out there one time with Jerry Paxton. Uh, we took uh, we were in Halifax. Jerry had some business to do through the week as we were between races. And uh, I had never been to PEI. We, uh, he said, do you want to come along for the ride? So I jumped in. Away we go. Uh, went across that long bridge. And uh, let, let me tell you, that is a long, long bridge that takes you from the mainland out to PEI. Uh, we get out there, and uh, we were able to zip around a bit. We've seen uh, lots of farms. You could see that red clay soil. So uh, you know where those PEI potatoes come from. Uh, beautiful, beautiful area. Now, the day we were out there, a little bit foggy. Uh, never got an opportunity to zip out to the speedway. Uh, but later that season, uh, the Race Time Radio crew was out at Oyster Bed Speedway, and we broadcasted the race live. I, unfortunately, didn't make that race, but uh, I digress. Let's try you now. Rob, how are you making out? Any shot of the audio? Hmm. Now Robbie's picture is froze up. We're not seeing. We just got a still photo, and uh, we're not getting any audio from Rob here just yet. I can uh, try and move that around. I don't think it's going to help at all, though. Um, Oyster Bed Speedway, uh, it, great track. They run pro stocks. Uh, let me tell you what they got on the schedule this year. Uh, they do run Bandoleros. The opening night. It's going to be the Outlaw Super Late Model Series. And you jump in anytime, Rob, if you can. Uh, right. oh, you got me there now, Joe. I got you now, <laughs> brother. There we go. We got some audio going with the picture. I'm not real strong in this technology stuff. I'm pretty calculators, but as far as I go, when you get into this, boy, I'm telling you, I'm way over my head. Buddy, you're doing a fantastic job. It happens, I'll tell you that. But the good thing is we got you all hooked up. Uh, I see the schedule out. You got 11 events. Uh, it's going to be a busy summer out there in PEI. Yeah, yeah, that's what we usually try and do every year. Um, it's a little bit easier schedule this summer. We only race every second weekend, so it gives a little chance for the people's families and stuff like that. And the fans, if they want to do a little bit something different, and the racers, if they want to do some camping and stuff with their families, allows them to do that too as well. And uh, kind of frees up a little bit of time too for the staff and, and for our stuff as well, for ourselves as well. We kind of get away from it a little bit to, to kind of take a little bit of a breather between races. So. Absolutely. Get a little, uh, can get a little bit uh, exhausting in the middle of the summer, as you probably know. You, you've been around race a long, long time, so it can, it can be pretty tough. <laughs> it's tough sure on the fellow's head after a while. Oyster Bed Speedway. How long has the racetrack been in existence out there? I think the track's been going since 1985. So what is that? That's... 85, 95, Yeah, you can 25, 35, 40. That's 40 years. Yeah. 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 Better 40, part of 40 straight. years. So yeah. how long have you been involved at the Speedway, Robbie? 
Uh, I started racing, I think, when I was uh, 16 there, I think around 1989. So we've had the track for 11 years now, 11 or 12 years, I think, since we took the track over from Cabin Power. And, uh, yeah, things have been going great ever since. So it, uh, I hang up my uh, helmet after that. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's been a lot of fun. But uh, got to see a lot of faces and, and meet a lot of new people and, and learn a whole different uh, end of the game that uh, I wasn't used to before. And, uh I'll tell you, as a, as a racer, everybody thinks that uh, that it's an easy game. That uh, you know they can always do things a little bit better. And but I'm telling you, it's a it's a tough gig. You know that. Oh day. yeah, it is. It's a tough gig. You got to be dedicated, and uh, it's probably one of the only businesses that I can point my finger at that uh, and say that if there was uh, you know 30 hours in a day, it would take that plus some. Uh, it just it's never ending at a racetrack. You can keep going with improvements and uh, trying to make things better. And I know you guys work real hard at it at Oyster Bed Speedway, and that track has come a long way. Yeah, it has. We've, we've done a lot of updates. I mean, uh, last year even we updated to a lot of uh, LED lighting, and uh, it didn't work out as well as we thought it was going to do. But we're going to have to – we're trying to relight the whole facility, and uh, we're, we're just searching different options there right now. So uh, there's some new stadium lighting that's coming out that's that's new out that we're, we're looking at. So so uh, as, as time – is available and, and the funds are available. We're gonna we're gonna move ahead with that here now this summer. I think so. That's cool, and it's all fan amenities, right? Uh, to to make it a better experience for the race fan is what all racetrack owners are doing or trying to do, uh, and trying to make it more affordable and give them the best show they can. And by the looks of the schedule, you guys have a very aggressive schedule this year. With the uh, w- with the tour coming through, you got the super late models, the outlaw super lates. Uh, you got a lot of stuff on the schedule. Any one of them stand out to you, Robbie? Where you go, man? I can't wait for this one. No, not really. No, no. I, I like to see them all come. It, it's a it's a lot, not a lot of people realize like the schedule starts back in August, September for the fall, for the next year. You know, I mean, there's a lot of work beyond that when you're dealing with a lot of these different racing organizations and the different tracks it's it's a it's a tough deal you, you pretty much only get christmas day off and other than that there's always some sort of message or, or, or notes taken or, or people that you have to talk to or whatever along the way but you know we have uh in the run of a summer we have uh 195 teams come across the uh, the bridge there to the track every year so you know that's a lot of different uh, different touring series and stuff like that the legends and, and the different teams that come that run our, our mini and outlaw and the bandos and, and the legends and, and stuff like that. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of pieces of the puzzle there put together. And, and then of course the super late model series and, and, uh, and, uh, maritime pro stock tour as well. You know, we, we'd like to have them a, a couple of times and hopefully next year we we've tried now for a couple of times, maybe to, a couple of years to have them for a couple of times. So I think maybe next year, Dan's going to try and get something together for us. So. Yeah, that that would be cool, right? Uh, as I mentioned off the top, the track isn't that far away from Charlottetown, which is uh, the main center of PEI. Actually, how far is it? And for fans that maybe you know having PEI on their list of uh, I'm going to go out there this summer, uh, how easy is it to get to the speedway from the main centers? Well, we're only about. Uh... We're only about 10, 15 minutes away from Charlottetown, so it's not very far. It's only out Route 6. Uh, if you head out towards uh, Rust Coke Avenue, you're going to drive right by our gate. So, um, 
now it, it's funny. It brings up a funny story. We're racing at Petty one night and, uh, I had actually, this is not a lot of years ago. I had, uh, I had Don Biederman come up to me and he, he comes up to me. He says, you're from PEI. He says, where's that track over there? Trying to explain where the track is in PEI to somebody from Ontario. It's a little tough. You know, you're trying to explain, well, there's lefts and rights, you know, when you get off the boat and stuff like that. And he just waved the hand to me and turned around. He said, never mind. I'll find it. I'll find it. He said, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, we get off the boat. It's funny. I, I, uh, Got off the boat and started towards town, and all of a sudden I seen his holler go, just just a flash going by me. So he must have figured something out. <laughs> <laughs> he figured it out. He got there. Uh, Fan-wise, is there camping available at the Speedway, Robbie? We do, yeah. Yeah, we have camping facilities on site there available, yeah. So fans can come in. They can get a campsite. Uh, is it registration? Do they got to register in advance for a site? No. No, no, we don't have any camp. We just we just set it aside there, uh, rope. It's it's no charge, so we uh, we set them aside and we leave the bathrooms and stuff open for them. And uh, and uh, there's the oyster bed store not too far away, so they can get lots of groceries. And it's a liquor store now too, so if they need to get their beer for their campfire or whatever, then they're all set within a walk away there. So it's they not too got bad. they got everything at their fingertips. Bring a quick yeah. quick fire starter, and they're all set. They got the rest of it right at the speedway. How about tickets? Uh, it's race day or coming up to race day. Is it a good idea to buy tickets in advance? No, we don't sell anything in advance there. Everything's at the, at the gate there. So, yeah. Okay. And last year, we moved into uh, taking debit and uh, visa and stuff like that, too, after COVID. People don't seem to carry cash as much anymore. So uh, we've got gift cards, too, as well that uh, that people can buy for their families at Christmas time, stuff like that. And they go through and they swipe their card and... Uh, they preload it and they can use it at the canteen or whatever too as well. So it's a it's a great little great little thing that we've we've tried come out with there. So pretty cool. I can say uh, it was what maybe five years ago now. Could have even been longer. Where the pro stocks have really done a resurgence at the speedway, where they became more of a regular stay as opposed to you know a, a bunch of teams that would go run the tour and that's the only time we'd see the hometown guys. Uh, but now they're more on a regular basis, right? Yeah, yeah. We we went a year or two there after COVID. We had a we had a weekly pro stock class where we just ran a very very small schedule. But uh, uh, car counts weren't that great, and, and guys wanted to uh, run the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. And uh, we had a lot of cars from New Brunswick that uh, actually made up the uh, the Super Light Model Series that we had never seen before due to, to rule differentiation differentials and stuff like that between the two series and stuff so um we've seen a lot more of them guys here last summer too from new brunswick so it was great to uh great to see them here and, and uh, a lot of new faces and uh and first time the track and i think it was a good experience for all of them that we've talked to anyway and stuff like that they seem to really like the facilities and stuff like that so uh yeah no got along great Good stuff. Where can we point fans to that need more information or want more information as they're going to be planning their holidays and hopefully coming out to PEI and visiting Oysterbed Speedway? You guys are online, right? Yeah, we got uh, Regan started with us last year, Regan McCauley, and uh, he does all our so social network stuff. So we, we're available on Facebook, Twitter, uh uh, he's got a TikTok account there, I think. Uh, we've got our website, www.oysterbedspeedwaypei.com. And uh, and uh, I don't know what else he's got going on. He's going 
10 different directions every time I see him. He's, there's always stuff posting on social media there, so he's got a little bit of everything going on. That's awesome. And Oyster Bed Speedway has got to be one of those places that fans, if you're going to the Maritimes and you're going to go out to PEI, you must stop and see Robbie McLean and all the guys at Oyster Bed Speedway for a night of racing. Schedule is up online, as mentioned, and uh, it's going to be a great season. Robbie, thanks so much for the time tonight. We really appreciate it, and hopefully I get a chance to see you this summer. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a while, Joe. It's been great. Thanks for having us on, and I hope to see you there this summer. You want to believe it. That's Robbie McLean, PEI Oyster Bed Speedway. Uh, Their schedule is out. Have a look at it. You're making your plans to go across Canada and uh, to make it out to the east coast of Canada. Definitely got to check out Oyster Bed Speedway. A quarter mile track. It's got a wall all the way around. Nice paved speedway. And uh, I've seen races from there. Uh, We broadcasted one of them. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, it was a huge night. Uh, Guys like Brad Mann and Jerry Paxton and Josh Paxton were our broadcast team that night. They went out. They had a gas. It was uh, a dynamite race. You see guys like, uh, oh, uh, so many good races out there. Darren McKinnon is one, the 18 car. Uh, You've got to look at the 29 of Greg Proud. Look at the success that guy has been having. Uh, you got the 32 car. Uh, there's so many, so many good teams from PEI that participate in both the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and the Superlay Model Series that fired up last year. Uh, you can see both series. They're going to roll into that speedway, and uh, hopefully they're there the weekend you are there in PEI. Uh, always a great time. Uh, and it sounds like everything's right there at the Speedway. You can camp. Uh, you don't need tickets in advance. But I might caution you, on a race night, you might want to be early. Any of the photos that I've seen, they stack them. Man, I'll tell you what, the place gets full. So if you want some premium seating, be early. They got great food at the track. You can be there nice and early and uh, enjoy yourself. That's what you can do. We're going to throw it back to Sirius XM right now and get a 90-second news update in for anything that you may have missed in hour number one. And then we're back for hour number two. We're going to kick it all off with uh, Greg McPherson, Inside Track Motorsport News. And, of course, Motorama is coming up. It's right around the corner. And uh, we're going to pick on Greg tonight and find out exactly what we can look forward to at the show. Uh, And then we got Trevor Siebert coming up from B.C., And we'll talk to him about all the RS1 Cup news and uh, everything that's going on at Penticton Speedway. We haven't had Trevor on the show in probably six months or so. So it'll be a good opportunity for us to catch up and find out what's happening out in B.C. But we're going to throw it back to you in uh, Toronto, Scotty. Here you go. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. So, how's that rebuild going? Have you got that race car ready to go yet? You still looking for parts? 
Have you called GSR Parts yet? You want to save some money, right? So you can buy the stuff you need throughout the course of the year. GSR Parts carries all the big name brands, along with some parts that are manufactured right on site. Centrally located in Ontario, you can stop by and pick up the parts you need, or they'll ship them nationwide. Sirius XM 167. And just like that, hour number two begins all live tonight on Sirius XM channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, flying solo in the studio. Of course, Junior moved away oh, a month and a half ago. He hasn't come back since. Well, I shouldn't say that. He was back for Sue's birthday, uh, but then he doesn't drop in much. He's... Uh, uh, doing his thing down in Hanover, Ontario, of course, at two-speed. And uh, those guys are getting all ready to go for Motorama as everyone is getting ready for Motorama. It's going to be another Dynamite show. Takes place that first weekend in March uh, at the International Centre in Toronto. Uh, it is genuinely the kickoff to our season up north of the border. And to talk more about that, we bring in Greg McPherson, Inside Track Motorsport News and Motorama. What's going on, Greg? How you doing, buddy? Awesome. Yeah, things are great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Are you staying out of trouble? Oh, I, I, this is my office, and I pretty much live here since Christmas. So I'm, I'm like the groundhog, hoping to come out for the show, and then uh, can't wait to get out after that. Well, everything that I have seen, Greg, uh, the March, uh, what is it, 7, 8, 9? Is... We're, yeah, we're, we're 8, 9, 10. 8, 9, 10. Day. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, I forgot about move-in day, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend. I can tell from everything that I've seen, you have got another stellar motorama lined up for everybody. How is it looking from the inside? It, it's amazing, actually. Um, we had such a good show last March that I think a lot of people thought, oh, I've got to reserve my space earlier. And it just seems like everything's a little bit ahead um, with, with people uh, getting locked in for the show this year. And uh, the amazing thing to see is, like, like, if you're online and you're a racing person and looking at all your feeds, so many of the, the vendors are really engaged with, uh, you know, talking about what they're going to unveil at the show and what they're bringing. And, and uh, so we're doing our best to, to promote all we can. But uh, all the people who are participating, you know, as vendors and tracks and series that are coming, um, they're all, you know, letting their people know, too, what they're doing at the show. So it just magnifies it. Greg, I can't tell you uh, how devastating, I don't have to tell you, actually, COVID was so devastating for every form of business everywhere. But when I look at Motorama, that is something that really could have taken you guys out at the knees. And God bless you and every one of your team uh, for, for sticking it out and doing what you needed to do to be able to continue Motorama, because it's genuinely a tradition. And uh, I was really fearful of it. I thought, you know, uh, this is really going to kill a lot of business. I know it almost took RTR out. Uh, if it yeah. wasn't for, you know, sponsors like Napa and VP Race Fuels and all of our sponsors, we would have never made it through that. And good on you guys for doing what you needed to do in order to uh, continue the show. And I think yeah. the fruits of your labors are all going to be paid for in spades this year. This is going to be genuinely 
uh, like the old days coming up. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. So we were lucky to do a show in 2022. Um, as you know, though, for people who don't, we got shut down uh, halfway through our show in that first weekend in 2020 when the world was closing in. And uh, we were all told it would be two weeks to flatten the curve. So uh, more like two plus years. So we finally got one in right on the start of the racing season in 2022. When it wasn't ideal, but just to get by the uh, the mandates, the, the vaccines and stuff, we had to move to the last weekend in April. And uh, we got it in. It was great to be able to do it, but it was it was too close to racing season. So this past March 2023 was our first year back on our regular date. And uh, it, it was just amazing. And then the, this year, we're ahead on ticket sales. So many people are engaged. Like you said, we're so many people treat it like the start of the racing season up here. Um, it's very social. It's people you haven't seen since uh, either being at the track last fall or at a banquet. And uh, yeah, no, it's just it's an exciting thing. Well, for motorsports, whether you're a team, whether you're a race fan, it doesn't seem to matter. If you're part of this industry, uh, whether you're drag racer, oval track, dirt, asphalt, road course, anything uh i'm telling you the whole the show has got absolutely every one of the bases covered you're gonna see something that you're gonna want to have a look at uh but i don't know of anywhere else we can turn greg where it is one-stop shop uh with everything under one roof like it does at motorama you guys have done a great job pulling everything together and getting the assets that you need to make it extra special and this year looks uh, like it's going to be more of that. Uh, yeah, how right, many like buildings? I saw you at uh, PRI in uh, in the in the December. Right. You were a busy man doing a million interviews, but uh, it is neat. That's that's another place where the whole industry goes, and the Canadians included, to go and and see what's new and meet up with people and do business. So uh, we hope to you know emulate that with, with our industry, with, both with the cars and the racing, and it really seems to be catching on that way. Oh, it it is. How many buildings are, are we up to now for Motorama? Yeah, we're we're four, and we were scratching our heads a bit. You know, you've got to commit. We knew what we were going to take, and uh, we didn't know if we were there yet in terms of booking another hall. So there's another four, or five, you know, we could take more space. I think we're looking at that for next year already, knowing that you know we we're still having people daily now approach us. We're sold out. Um, people asking for space. Can they get cars in? Can they be an exhibitor? So, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely in a growth mode. I think in the building we're going to have over 400 cars, almost 100 which are going to be racing vehicles of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, that racing zone is just hopping and packed. So tons of racing cars, all types. Um, this year we're doing a, a media room in there. So all the podcasters, the radio guys and reporters We'll have like a base to operate out of to interview just people all weekend. And they, they're 10 feet away from the booths and the, the promoters and the racers. And um, yeah, so it's it, the racing zone is going to be very busy this year. Too cool. I know last year I totally loved the show. I was down there and uh, uh, I spent the day. It was the Saturday I was down there. Of course, got to be back in the studio to do the Sunday show. Uh, I did a little learning last year, Greg. I was uh, this video thing is all new to me, right? So I brought the video camera. Thought, man, I'm going to get some really good interviews. They're going to be on video. Brought them home. Got all set. It was like I don't know midnight or something like that when I got home Saturday night. Downloaded everything. Not one piece of audio turned out. The microphone didn't work. Uh, uh. So I learned a bunch. 
But in the same respect, uh, looking at what I seen last year at Motorama uh, from a custom car side, uh, just leave that alone for a minute. The actual race part of it, uh, there was everything from soup to nuts. Champions, the night of champions, what night is that going to be? Because you get champions not just from here in Ontario. you got them coming in from everywhere. It is amazing. So, yeah, it's called Fast Eddie Night of Champions. It's on the Saturday at the show, so March 9th. Um, so far, I think we're over 125 champions. And so to qualify, you had to win a season-long championship at a Canadian um, short track, drag strip, or on a road course. And we're getting everything from, you know, kids who won a karting division right up to, like, Kyle Steckley, you know, APC Series champ. So, uh we don't know of anything like it anywhere. So, you know, people have a year-end banquet and they'll have like four track champions or something, you know, they're different divisions. Um, so so to have in one spot at one time, 125 plus actual champions, it's just really neat. And like we'll we'll have some of the, our celebrity guests participating in the in the presentations as well. And just to, to be there on, on a huge stage and get honored in front of all those people that it's just we love that part of the show. It's a really neat thing. Well, any of the champions that I've ever spoke with that have been part of it, uh, it was off the hook. It was one of the highlights of the whole season for them was to be part of that night of champions. Uh, too cool, a great idea. Uh, and uh, the main stage, where's the main stage going to be set up? Same location this year? Same location, yeah. So I guess it's the northeast corner of Hall 2, the big high ceiling room with a lot of the car clubs. And corporate displays in there. So uh, it's called. It's sponsored this year by McGuire's. It's going to be busy the whole time. Uh, awards presentations, discussion panels. Um, all of our celebrities will be there. We, so we've got uh, uh, our sponsor, eBay Motors, is bringing the Rust Brothers from BC. Yeah. So they're going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Um, when we was down to PRI, we locked up uh, Farm Truck and Asian from cool. Street Outlaws. If you've ever watched that show, those guys are characters. So. They've bought, or we bought them, a one-way plane ticket. And because when they're here, they want to buy a car oh. and, and drive it home. <laughs> so um, I watched them do similar at uh, in an episode of Street Outlaws from Australia where they bought an old uh, Land Rover. So uh, they're intent on buying something interesting here and heading back to Oklahoma in it. Well, they're going to find something, I can guarantee it. And a funny story with the Rust brothers that are coming in, uh, Avery, Mike, uh, Connor, I yeah. do believe Blair is even going to come. Uh, Blair is the master body man uh, that, that works for Mike Hall at Rust Brothers. Uh, Mike doesn't like flying. He won't fly anywhere. So uh, they, they, they launched a video here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, anybody that watches the show will know that Mike loves his Chevelle. He's got, a, I believe it's 68 Chevelle. Uh, Burgundy is his favorite color. Uh, he's got that car. Well, they drove that to the SEMA show in Vegas. Uh, it had wiring issues. The signal lights didn't work or this didn't work. So Mike said, look, what we're going to do is he pulled it into the shop, put a brand new wire harness in it, and uh, they fixed up the body and Blair is doing all that. They're putting in, I don't know whether it's five-point harness, seat belts in it for all the guys in a roll cage inside this car. And the guys are going to drive literally from Rust Valley to Motorama. Uh, so that will be a huge talking point. I can guarantee you 
when and if the guys get here. Oh, I'm, I, I really hope they do get here. <laughs> we've been Me too. It. But uh, no, they, they seem like a lot of fun. I know you've got uh, you know experience dealing with Avery and, and uh, that laugh. I can't wait to hear it. Oh, oh, they're dynamite guys. Salt of the earth. I guarantee you the person that you see on that television show is going to be the person you're going to meet at Motorama. But you got to be at Motorama to meet them. Uh, they're coming in, uh, the eBay Motors guys, and uh, I know they're all thankful to eBay Motors. And uh, it's going to be kind of cool. They're going to be a great addition to the show. Greg, will they be there for the full weekend, or are they only uh, scheduled Saturday one day? and Sunday, so the 9th and the 10th. Okay. And then another neat friend of theirs, uh, quite often on their show, there's another fellow there, J.F. Launier, yep. and he's he's on their broadcast regularly. So J.F. builds some seriously nice cars. He's got one that's going down. You can't even show a picture of it. So the week before our show is Detroit Autorama, mm-hmm. and if you want to compete for the Riddler, you're not allowed to uh, – that's the big award there – you're not allowed to show a picture of the car before it hits the floor um, at Detroit. So we still haven't seen it, but uh, JF has committed to bringing that car, which quite possibly will either be a grade eight contender or another Riddler award winner. He's bringing that car to the, to our Toronto show um, right after Detroit. So that'll be neat. And another uh, Rust Valley angle. Oh yeah. I'm uh, in uh, not constant communication with JF, but uh, we do know one another. Uh, he also races a lot at Area 27 out there. Uh, but JF, yeah, he's the real deal. Uh, JF Customs, uh, he's in Osoyos, B.C. And uh, it's so cool. Outside his shop, Greg, literally in the backyard of it, is an old runway that is, uh, i.e., a drag strip for these guys. So on, at lunchtime, it's not uncommon to see those guys out there burning rubber running down the old runway. Uh, they just have too much fun out there, those guys. Yes. Yeah. Lots of fun, and we can't wait for them to come. How about exhibitor-wise? Uh, I know Two Speed's going to be there. Uh, they, they've got a lot of plans. Speaking with Joe Jr., they're going to launch a whole pile of stuff, and they're bringing a bunch of product. Uh, is there any other ones? I know you've got a long list. Of different yeah, guys, White Motorsports. I know Dave White. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them. A lot, a lot of racing related businesses, suppliers. Um, they're they're going to be there as well. How about then, uh, how about NASCAR? NASCAR Canada. Yes. Are they going to be there? APC series. Yeah. So uh, APC with uh, coming with their series. Um, so United Racing Series with APC Quick Quick Series and its two Oscar series. They're going to be there. And, yeah, very excited that NASCAR is going to be there this year. They didn't come last year. Um, I think they heard about it a little bit from people wondering where they were, you know, given that they were starting their season, you know, a couple weeks later and not too long after nearby. So, uh, no, they're coming and we're really excited. They're going to actually be in the racing zone this year, um, bringing a couple of cars, uh, one that you know of, and then one actually they're going to unveil at the show, new sponsorship on the Friday, taking the wraps off it on the uh, 11 o'clock on the Friday. So again, it's, we love, you know, getting back to PRI, there's always something happening. That's where people go to make their news. And we're starting to see that with Motorama, that uh, people are timing their announcements and news for the show, which is just, you know, makes us really happy. Well, and you're not going to get any more eyeballs in a location. I can guarantee you that than what you're going to have at Motorama. Uh, It's going to be off the hook again this year. Do the schools still come in on the Friday, Greg? Yes, and we cannot believe from how far. Like it's uh, 
you know, obviously that was one of the things that took a hit the year we did uh, the, the COVID. That was the double win. There was like a work to rule campaign with the teachers <laughs> on the Friday and then the pandemic. As if, as if one of those wasn't bad enough. But uh, no, they've come back in full force. There are so many shop teachers and, and uh, things like that. We, we've heard that some of the teachers used to bring their classes like to the auto show downtown, but it's all new stuff and you can't work on it and it's computers and stuff like that. Not that that's not a great show, right. but uh, for, for people who are like working on old cars and want to teach the kids how the, you know, these cars work and fix them up and stuff like that, we've got school displays. So on the Friday, the 8th, I, I don't even know, it can be like a hundred buses. It's, you've got a lot, a lot of schools that are coming with two each. And we're amazed how far they come from. It could be Sudbury, it could be near Ottawa, it could be near down around London, uh, all around the Golden Horseshoe. Like uh, lot, lots of kids show up on the Friday and they all love the cars. You know, they're just, oh, yes. yeah, whether it's the old stuff or the new stuff, um, they're engaged. So, and then we've got a, an education panel too that takes place starting at 11 o'clock on the Friday, also on the, the main Maguire stage. Um, just so, you know, whether it's racers or engineers or, you know, some of our celebrities, uh, Constance Nunes is going to sit in on that one. So everyone's eager to get the kids engaged and, and uh, you know, start their passion. So whether it turns into a hobby or a career, everyone wants to get the next generation involved and engaged. So uh, we do our best to do that, especially on the Friday. Oh, you do. And you do a great job at it. I can tell you uh, from being an exhibitor at the show I always look forward to Friday and getting the younger crew through. Uh, there were some real characters. A lot of them were having a gas. Uh, we went through a lot of posters and schedules, I can guarantee you, on the Friday as well as the Saturday. Uh, Saturday was more of the race crowd than you would see on Friday or Friday night. Uh, but come Saturday, look out. Uh, you never know who you're going to run into at Motorama. Uh, and I can well imagine you're not doing done doing all of your uh, press releases just yet. You still got a couple on the back burner. I've got a lot and some neat videos and uh, just every minute, like I, we we joke, we're all like this. Um, we can sleep on March 11th, kind of. But uh, <laughs> until then, every minute you're doing, you could be doing something, and it'll help educate people about what we're doing and get maybe get them interested in coming out. Absolutely. How can fans follow along if they need more information or want to check out maybe some of the exhibitors that are going to be there? I can well imagine you got all those bases covered. Yeah. So if you go to motoramashow.com, um, I just actually uploaded. We finished doing the uh, show program. So it's 72 pages and it's got everything in there. The floor plan, the exhibitor list, uh, profiles on all our celebrities and and features like who our featured car builder is, the, the car clubs that are involved, uh, all the things going on in the show, including the show schedule. So yeah, motoramashow.com, um, all our news hits there. And then down the right column, you'll see the cover of the program. And uh, yeah, people should check that out before they come so they know what to look for. And if you haven't had enough to do, uh, how's the new, uh, uh, new edition coming up for Inside Track Motorsport News or what? It's been tug of war for time. So I'm literally just putting the, the finishing touches on tonight, having finished the show program of the uh, champions issue. So we'll have that there at the show as well. Um, getting another 72 pager loaded with all the, the features and news of that, like stuff going forward for this year, sure. but also a lot of champion interviews and, and things for uh, 
people who did things last year. Well, the Hall of Fame just wrapped up, right? The inductees yeah. all went in, and uh, too bad Brad Moran couldn't make it. Uh, a little bit tied was, up with the Daytona 500, but he still had presence. That was amazing. Yeah, the, Joe Robinson piped him in, um, set it up. So, uh, yeah, literally the night before, the race ended up being on the Monday, but at the time it was doing the presentation of his uh, his little plaque that he got, um, and the NASCAR people made sure it happened. So he was up in the tower and uh, did a remote right right from the track at Daytona, So uh, which was amazing. So it shows you how important it was to Brad and to NASCAR that uh, he, he was represented and showed that he appreciated his induction. So that was, that was a neat night, like... Uh, uh, James Hinchcliffe uh, went in, so we all know him, Canadian Indian car driver, now a media guy. And from our perspective, um, our J. Wally Nesbitt, who wrote novels, like yeah. volumes. I don't think anyone's ever written more words on Canadian racers and racing than Wally Nesbitt. And uh, he was inducted. So that was just amazing to see. Yeah, and oh, Mark Dilley, he hasn't aged today, yeah. has he? No, he's a big kid. <laughs> Mark's sure. awesome. And he, he did a, a fantastic speech, like really entertaining. So they were all good. So if you go to the uh, cmhf.ca website, um, there's the, on the YouTube stream, you can see the whole night if you want to watch it, all the speeches. They were all great. Yeah. Yeah. Dynamite stuff. Well, uh, you, uh, it's getting up there, right? It's Sunday night. So I better let you go and get a little bit of sleep. You haven't got many more days and you're not going to have any sleep for like four days. Say goodbye to Mel. Say, uh, see you in four days, honey. Oh, that's the way it is. And you're the same with, with Sue. Looking forward to seeing you guys. And then which day is your birthday at the show? March the 9th. March the yeah, 9th. We'll see you on the Saturday. The yes. other birthday boy, you and Caselli are always at that show. Absolutely. You want to believe it, Craig. And we will see you at Motorama. Thank you so much for the time tonight. Good job, man. And uh, if there's anything I can do to give you a hand, let me know. No, awesome. I really appreciate you having us on to chat about this. Thanks, Joe. You want to believe it. Craig McPherson, Inside Track Motorsport News. How about that? New issue coming out. It's going to have everything you're going to need and a good preview for the show. And, of course, Motorama all coming up March 7th, 8th, and 9th, 9th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. It's that weekend. You know what I'm talking about. We're going to hit a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go all the way out to B.C., we got so many questions for Trevor Siebert. Uh, RS1, man, has he got a lot of stuff happening, and we're going to find out more right after this break. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hey, this is Ron Sheridan, driver of the Delaware Belfort Late Model. Race Time Radio will be right back. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. The SXM app is your one-stop destination for everything you love. Uh, things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. And exclusive podcasts, video, and on-demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go. Watson, put it between his legs! Let's go! All with the SXM app. 
A free download now from the Google Play or Apple App Store today. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by GSR Parts. Sprint car specialists with chassis, engines for dirt or asphalt cars. From wings to springs, GSR's got you covered. Contact Terry and start winning today. Also by Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. There are thousands of parts and pieces that go into today's race cars. GSR Parts has what you need. And they ship coast to coast in Canada. GSR Parts specializes in dirt sprint car chassis, modifies, and so much more. Whether you race dirt or asphalt, road course or in a straight line, GSR Parts has the parts you need to get you back on track and in victory lane. Give Terry Baker a call and visit them on Facebook at GSR Parts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. There's nothing like sitting around the fire, is there? Lots of life's biggest moments and big challenges get solved right around the fire pit, including many family magic moments. The best way to ensure that fire goes each and every time is to use a Quick Quick Fire Starter. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have been made right here in Canada. I'll never forget when my son was young, thunder was rolling in the distance. Oh, Dad, what was that? Well, that's just the angels bowling in heaven. (laughs) Dad, what was that? That's what happens when you pull Grandpa's finger. Quick Quick Fire Starters, (laughs) the world's best fire starter. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio. With your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio, live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And don't forget, Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, you can catch Race Time Radio on Rev TV Canada Coast to coast on uh, on your television, grab your dinner, sit back, relax, and enjoy two hours of uh, race talk uh, right on Race Time Radio. But what do you say we get off to BC? I have been hounding this gentleman uh, for probably the better part of a month, maybe a month and a half, uh, as the plans were all coming together. And he kept saying, hold it, hold it, wait. I'm going to have all the answers soon. And uh, just the other day, I said, Trev, is it time? And he said, it's time. I can talk. I said, good, let's get you on the show. So let's welcome him in, shall we? Trevor Siebert, the brains behind RS1 competition and uh, Cup Series, as well as uh, a good partner at Penticton Speedway out in beautiful British Columbia. What's going on, Trevor? Happy New Year. 
Merry Christmas, all of that, because I haven't seen you since last fall. Happy New Year to you, too. You hear me okay? I can hear you absolutely perfectly. How are things? Um, going really good, actually. Um, yeah, lots of lots of irons in the fire, as always. You know, it's uh, it's that time of year. It's a silly season, as everybody calls it. Um, you know, we've been working on a ton of stuff. We've got a bunch of it behind us now and uh, solidified. And, and there's, you know, a few things, <clears throat> excuse me, that... You know, they're always in limbo and, you know, until you actually have something signed on the dotted line. But lots of great things happening in both uh, Avion Motorsports World and Penticton Speedway. So I'm um, pretty excited about what 2024 brings. Let's start, shall we? Let's start at Penticton Speedway because uh, we got so much to talk to you. That's why it's, uh, I got you on as early as I could. So we had enough time to cover off most everything. Let's start at Penticton Speedway. Uh, I know Ingo and... The whole crew at Penticton, uh, including yourself and everyone, has been burning the candle at both ends. You got the schedule all out. I see a rodeo western night. I see the Western Rattler 300 back on the schedule. I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to see wing sprint cars in there. Uh, you got it all coming through. Things are looking good at Penticton this year. Well, they sure are. You know, and um, Joe, you know very well, and 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 certainly you're. I uh, forget the fellow's name you had on earlier tonight uh, from what was it Oyster Oyster Bed Speedway yeah, was it Robbie Robbie uh, McLean yep you know a lot of a lot of the things that you guys are speaking of is it's it's this, it's the same um, challenges that we always have right and and in in my view people are so stimulated now with uh, everything you get on social media that when you bring them out to a live event you better have constant entertainment you can't really have any lulls in the action and and so you know you look at the uh the uh okay shootout we're calling it um on june 22nd you know i've lined up a mechanical bull and we've lined up a western band um you know we got various other things that we're doing that night as well and i you know i think it's great i don't i don't see it as a problem you know that we have to add more entertainment i think it's a good thing i think things have just always evolved over the years there was a time when you could just put on auto racing and have big gaps between your performance and people accepted that because it wasn't, it wasn't much else to do, but you know, we've, we've all evolved. We've all evolved and we're in a, a place now where it's just, we want to be proud of our product too. Right. And right. so we want the people to come in and get the price of admission. You know, that's always the first thing on my mind that our fans get everything that they paid for. And so you have these additional things on there. You know, the, the, and the family thing, and that's always been part of motorsports. I think motorsports has done a really good job of including families along the way, you know, and uh, just expanding on that and always remembering to have something for, you know, the little kids and uh, people's lives are so busy now. It's hard to get time with your family. And if you can do that while you're at the racetrack, I think there's something for everybody there. And that's what our focus is on that. Yeah, too cool. I, I, I think back to last spring. Uh, sitting there in the grandstand uh, before the race, and I was talking to your dad, and we had a good half-hour discussion, and uh, I, I hear what you're saying about family and inclusive to the full family. Uh, the, the stories he was telling me about you and the stories he was talking about his grandson, of course, Riley, uh, it was epic. Man, I, I wanted to go get my recorder and hit record on it because it was that that engaging. Uh, it a lot of memories happened at the speedway, and uh, you know even 
from the race base uh, as a race fan uh, to, to hear some of the stories in behind the scenes was pretty cool. Well, you know, there's a lot of pictures of when I look back in the day, and, and I'm very fortunate that, that, speaking of family again, some of the unsung heroes, like you look at my mother, for example, who actually raced a bit in her day as well. Uh, you know, he used to call it powder puff. You don't call it that anymore. And there's not much reason for that uh, anymore. You know, they come out and hang a licking on the guys pretty, uh, pretty, you know, on a pretty big occasion too. But, yeah. um, you know, I mentioned in her, she always put scrapbooks together for me. She kept everything I ever did, you know, and uh, so she was certainly into it. And, and you know, it's great that, that I have that because as a young racer, I really didn't care much to keep any of that kind of stuff. Didn't really see a need for it. But as I get older, it's very cool to look back, you know, and I look back and I see my daughter as, you know, as a baby or as a three or four year old. I, I found a picture the other day when I won an Atlantic race in Calgary and, you know, I'm, and, uh, you know, her mother was standing beside me and, and holding her and, and, uh, you know, uh, my daughter's name is Brittany, and, and, you know, as she grew up, she didn't really have much care for the racetrack. I think she spent so much time at it when she was younger. Right. But, you know, we brought on this thing called Women Behind the Wheel at Penticton Speedway, and it and we got a massive turnout for that last year and a, and a, and a big response. And what it is is basically bringing some RS1s, maybe some Camaros, maybe some of our legends out there, and putting on a day that's focused just on the ladies. And, and what I said about... We don't really have powder puffs anymore. Uh, it's not necessarily politically correct. But the reason we have a standalone Women's Day is I find that they feel a bit intimidated being around the men just because of the way the men put pressure on them. Sure. I'll just say it the way it is. Sure. Okay. And once you get them involved, then they have no problem being around and racing against the guys. Right. And they do very well at it. But it's like a lot of things. If you don't give people an opportunity to do it, so when they stand in a group and they can look around, they see a bunch of other ladies there that are doing it for their first time and they have a comfort level. And we bring out people like Elisa McIntosh, right, who come out and, and they actually donate their time to to put on these days with us. You know, so it's it's a lady introducing another lady to the sport. And, you know, us guys in our background helping to change some tires and a few things. But we kind of stay out of it that way. We just facilitate the whole thing. And and that helps the whole family thing as well. Whether you're a fan and you get to watch the ladies or you become one of the racers or however that works, we we find that we're getting a ton of traction with that kind of thing. Ah, too cool. Uh, and always thinking ahead. That's what uh, I love about Penticton Speedway. So looking at 2024, we're going to see the street stocks as normal, right? Uh, late yep. models. Uh, is there, uh, like, is it West Car? Is it... Uh, Penticton late models, what are we at there? That's a good question, Joe. So, you know, when we when we started the Rattler three years ago, two years ago, I guess it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, I tried to be inclusive with, with all the cars that are in the neighborhood, if you will. And, and so that was the West car slash BC late model, which is really a limited late model. And I gave them a, a, an advantage as far as the weight goes to try and give them a chance to, to be competitive. Um, and I added weights to the prolates, and then I what I did is I allowed superlates to run, and I excuse me, I made them run a restrictor plate or two barrel carb, um, and it was it really turned out fantastic because inside of the top ten we had representation from all three classes. Yes, we did. So there was a there was a West car that finished fifth after three hundred laps with without getting the lucky dog. There was one that finished seventh. Um, so thought we did a pretty good job of that. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, you know, racing the way it is, you know, there's always going to be the the naysayers. And so the next year, last year, which eventually got rained out as it was, it was a tough year for us. But we had a Friday night show and and for the uh, Westcar slash BC Late Model and and, and the track put up $10,000 for them to run. And unfortunately, we only got six cars showed up um, after being lobbied to split them apart. Wow. And, and so... Uh, you know, you just got to do what, what makes sense, you know, for the speedway, then if, if that's what you get. And so what we've done is we've revamped the rules for Penticton Speedway. Uh, so let me back up. I kept that rule package for the entire season. So anybody that wanted to show up at any late model races, they could run the rules that were set out for them. Right. Um, so we didn't really get much support from the, from the limited late uh, program. So we've just gone down another path and we've, we've turned it into a, basically a pro late thing. We super, certainly allow the, the super lates if they run a, the restrictor plate program. They'll still have more horsepower, but on a track like this, you burn the right rear off. You can't use that horsepower anyway. And I think it's a good matchup. So we've got a five race series that we're running, call it a pro late type, uh, uh, a rule package. Um, and that'll run, like I say, the five races. And then, of course, mixed into that in July, we've moved the race now to July 6th for the Western Rattler 300. Uh, you know, our theory there was to start early in the season and not compete against other tracks. Um, unfortunately, you know, the first year we got good weather, but it was cold, as you remember. Mm-hmm. It was probably a little too cold for the fans. And um, and then last year we just got a lot of rain. And we got, you know, most of May was rained out last year at our track for different events. And, and, uh, so we've, we've elected to move it into the summer months and do it when we have the tourists in town. And, and this town is huge tourist turnover. I mean, the, the town grows about four times in the summertime. So we're going to take a poke at running it in the summer. Talk to uh, Saskatoon about that. Um, you know, hats off to them because we're trying to do some things together to help each other out. Right. Uh, you know, we went and raced there last year. They got an excellent race uh, with that 200 that they yeah. put on Bridge City. Yeah, that Bridge City and 200. We'd, we'd moved our schedule and we probably didn't do a great job of, of talking beforehand. And they had a what I call one of their, probably their local races booked that night for prolates. I talked to them. It wasn't a problem. They said, we don't want to mess you up on your big event. So they took that one, moved that one on their schedule so so that we can go race their big event, then come race our big event, make sure we have good car count. Um, so, yeah, anyway, super excited about the Western Rattler this year. You know, our, our purse will be similar to what it was before. So pretty healthy event, lots of cars, uh, you know, lots of pomp around it. So yeah. um, probably the biggest thing that we're doing, though, is we've, we're – Changing it also to a one-day event. We're just trying to cut a bunch of costs for the racers. Where we had, when we have practice Thursday, yep, uh, qualifying and some racing on Friday night, qualifying racing and racing Saturday. So we're just going to go to a one-day event with with street stocks and late models on the Saturday, practice on Friday, qualify Saturday, race Saturday night, and uh, keep some costs down. I think it's going to be a tremendous event. Oh, I, I can guarantee it's going to be uh, especially. The Street Stock Show on the Western Rattler 300 weekend was awesome. And the Late Model Show, you couldn't top it. It was uh, one of my highlights of the whole year. Uh, not last year, of course, the year before. Uh, I'd really look forward to seeing the Western Rattler 300 this year, especially in July. I think, Trevor, that is a dynamite move to put it in July. 
even when, you know, when you take a look at race cars, uh, at the best of times, guys intend to get their cars ready to go first thing in the spring. Uh, yeah, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. Oh, I'm waiting for a motor. Oh, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. And it's usually June or July before everybody's got their car ready to go. I think it's going to be a huge move. Yeah, I th- you're absolutely right. You know, um, getting rained out in May is really unheard of around here. You know, we work very closely with the past owner. He's actually going to come and help us. Johnny Anchez is going to help us uh, a ton with, with uh, his heart still in it. Uh, <laughs> so he's he's coming as a volunteer and, and one that he – you know, came to us and said, hey, guys, you got to let me play. I, I just, I'm having withdrawals. So he's going to come and help us with the street stock stuff and take over that. Of course, everybody knows him. Good. And, um, yeah, you know, he said, unfortunately, you guys got rained out. He said, you had more rainouts in May than I had in 20 years of owning the racetrack. And then normally we can count on the weather over here, right? Yeah. Um, but it's unfortunate. But we're really excited about that particular event. And, and you're right. The, the street stocks that we have put on an unbelievable show. They run door to door, tail to nose to tail, lap after lap. We generally run 100 lap races. Um, I like the longer races and they always seem long for street stock stuff. But on the, t- on the style of track that we have, which is you can run door to door. We don't have a lot of yellows. So 100 laps go by fairly quickly. Where a lot of places, if you have a flat track and it's one lane, a lot of bump and run, you got a lot of yellows. Oh, yeah. yeah 35 yeah. lap race typically takes you as long as we do 100 here. So, um, but it's 400 laps of racing that night between the street stocks and the late models. So it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, fun filled. It won't be too much where we have people sitting there for seven or eight hours, a nice condensed show. They're going to watch some of the best in Canada. And, and I think, uh, I think it's just going to keep growing. Well, and they're going to have their T-shirt on instead of their uh, their, their snowmobile suit, potentially, right? Uh, it's it's going to work out all the way around. That's one that uh, a lot of race teams will be marking on their calendar to be at Penticton Speedway. And I know there's lots more to announce surrounding the event, but that's huge. RS1 is going to come through Penticton a couple times, right? Absolutely, yeah. We're there in uh, July. And then we changed this last year. We used to do a July race and an August race. And then last year, what happened was we had all the fires that happened in Kelowna and a Soyuz, which we're right in the middle of both. So a lot of people were displaced from their homes. So last minute, we decided to cancel the RS1 race. It just, you know, from an optics perspective, when people are, you know, trying to find a hotel room, they're getting chased out of their house and stuff it really wasn't good to carry on with that so we rescheduled it and and it ended up being our championship weekend at the end of the season you know it's sometimes things happen for a reason and you know once we did that it made total sense that we should be ending the avion motorsports rs1 series at penticton speedway and the big reason for that is is we don't generally have fans at area 27 right um, but we most certainly do at Penticton Speedway. So when you're crowning a champion, instead of getting a golf clap at a road course somewhere, <laughs> you're getting, you know, you're getting a full blown whatever you got, 2,500 fans right. sitting there to to watch you win the championship, right? Yeah. So it made a lot of sense to to end the season at Penticton Speedway. So that's that's an early October uh, end of the season. It caps off everything that we do at Penticton Speedway. It's the last event of the year, other than we do a Halloween thing for the kids, but but. Serious racing, that's, that ends it right there for us for the season. Too cool. I got so much more to ask you about RS1. We're just, we just scratched the surface. I do have to hit this break. Can I get you to hang out for a minute? 
We'll come back and we got to dive into RS1. We're going to do that in just mere seconds, everyone. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hi, race fans. I'm Al Baki from the Saskatoon Stock Car Racing Association. You're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by GSR Parts, sprint car specialists with chassis, engines for dirt or asphalt cars. From wings to springs, GSR's got you covered. Contact Terry and start winning today. Also by Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. So, how's that rebuild going? Have you got that race car ready to go yet? You still looking for parts? Have you called GSR Parts yet? You want to save some money, right? So you can buy the stuff you need throughout the course of the year. GSR Parts carries all the big name brands, along with some parts that are manufactured right on site. Centrally located in Ontario, you can stop by and pick up the parts you need, or they'll ship them nationwide. Whether you race dirt or asphalt, they even carry parts for road course cars. Give Jerry Baker a shout, 226-583-8001. And keep an eye on GSR Parts' Facebook page. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on the Buried Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio. We are live tonight with Trevor Siever and, of course, RS1 Competition, 
uh, RS1 Cup Series Racing, Avion Motorsports, Penticton Speedway. His credential list is quite long, I might add, and we're just diving in now to the RS1 announcement that I seen on uh, Avion Motorsports just, uh, what, a week and a half ago or so. Trevor, you got some huge plans with RS1, not only here in Canada at Area 27 and Penticton Speedway, but now you're going to head south. Can you tell us more about that? Sure can, Joe. You know, ever since we started this series, right from the very first car, it was always, uh, you know, my ambition to to turn this thing international, and that in particular to run up and down the west coast of North America. So we've we've finished a deal, and that's why I had to push you off as many weeks as I did. We worked on it, you know, for quite a long time there to make sure we, we got to a position where we could announce it. But the Avion uh, Motorsports RS1 Cup Series is now going to travel to Sonoma Raceway and to uh, Laguna to WeatherTech Raceway, I guess. And we're going to join the um, the Trans Am Series, and we're actually going to race with them on the track at the same time. Uh, I think it's exciting news. We've been wondering how we're going to do this as far as going down, you know, renting the track. What are we going to do? Get on there, and then how do we do all the logistics? It's a pretty big burden. So getting a um, getting an opportunity to run with them is just fantastic. We we contacted them not knowing what they were going to tell us and tell us to buzz off or whatever, and and um, so we sent them a bunch of our literature and got a hold of them and and they read through our stuff and looked at a bunch of the you know obviously they googled a bunch of things and they were they were quite impressed with what we what we have going on and and they've really welcomed us they want us to be part of it and uh, that's fantastic because it takes so much of the logistics off of our plate so we can concentrate on the on what we need to do so that's going to be our opening races for the 2024 season but we're down there in uh in uh, on May, what is it? May twenty first, I believe, is our first race uh, at Sonoma, um, and then we have a two week layover where the equipment stays down there, and then we do uh, Laguna. So, in my opinion, other than Area twenty seven, two of the nicest tracks in all of uh, North America. Yeah, amazing. This is truly amazing. Now, uh, for uh, and there's so many competitors that would love the opportunity. To go race at Sonoma or Laguna, uh, like, it, how can they do that? Can they get an RS1 car? Can they, uh, uh, our American listeners, maybe they're going to want to say, hey, I want to get in one of those RS1 cars. Can they do that? Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, our series has always been set up that way where we have some house cars and we have the majority of the cars are owned by uh, our customers. And we maintain them in-house for those who don't know the program yet. Um, whether it's a customer car, or our car, they stay in our possession the whole time. We look after them, and that way we make sure that every car is, is prepared equally. Um, right now we have, you know, four seats available. There's a number of people already talking to us. We got a lot of phone calls as soon as we did the uh, the announcement. I mean, again, those two particular tracks, and then to be on the racetrack with the Trans Am guys at the same time. So the format that we're doing down there, excuse me, is... <clears throat> And they gave us an opportunity to to do one of two things: either start where you qualify, or start our group behind their group. And um, so we've elected to start behind their group. Um, their cars are probably a few seconds faster than ours. Right. They're a bit heavier, but they got another hundred or so horse than than we do. You know, their champion from last year is Brody Goble, who who ran many races with the RS One. 
And, you know, he says, look, you, your, your drivers are, are easily the, in the top. Like we, we'd win races if we, if we ran with those guys in, in equal cars. Right. Right. Um, so we've got a good contingent of drivers, but at the same token, I want to be careful that we don't go flying into turn one and have a melee down there and everybody's pointing fingers at each other because these are very popular races. These are ones where they get 25 to 30 cars at least of their own TA2 cars starting the race. Right. And then what we add to the back of that, let's say we go down with even just half our fleet, which is 15, 16 cars. You're talking 45 or 50 cars taking the green flag. So we're going to put a slight gap in between the two so we don't have a you know, something to talk about right after turn one. Right. Uh, and and uh, we'll be running for our own points, and they'll be running for their own points, but we'll occupy the track together. I fully expect that our group is going to is gonna end up somewhere mixed in to the back half of their group, is, you know, just the performances of the cars. Is this a timed event, or is it going to be a lapped event? It's a lapped event with a, with a time constraint, right? And the time constraint is is more than we need. So it's a good question because they typically run 100 miles or 75 minutes. Our cars won't go 100 miles. No. Our cars will go about 80. Yeah. Um, they simply have a bigger a fuel cell in them. Uh, that's what they were designed to do. So this is how much they're they're cooperating with us. Um, they've elected to shorten their – throw this a doubleheader. They run Saturday and Sunday. They've elected to shorten the Saturday race that we can take the checkered flag at the same time. Oh, that's so cool. So shorten it to whatever we decide, 60, 70 laps, whatever we can do on fuel and have a little bit of reserve. We're going to do that on the Sunday race. We're still figuring it out, but we may take a, an early checkered flag, and they may run to their full extent of their 100, right, which is not unheard of. I've seen that before in, in sports car stuff. So working out some of those kinks, but, um, you know, you look at Sonoma, they're just paving it. They're in the middle of paving it as we speak. It's going to be a fantastic racetrack again. I mean, it always was, but brand new asphalt, looking forward to it. Oh, man. Looking forward to it would be an understatement. Now, in saying that, you know, someone could get involved and get an RS1 car for that particular set of events, it wouldn't be like a, a rookie or someone that hasn't driven before, correct? You'd want an experienced pilot behind the uh, controls for these two events, for sure. So uh, another good question, Joe. So what, what they do when they run their season or when they run their series down there, they have another class or classes, plural, if you will. I think they call it Group 10 or something like that. And they, they run on their own track time. And it's a mix of numerous different classes. They've offered to find us a spot for RS1s to fit into that. So for any of our challenge drivers that don't feel, and we got a lot of really good challenge drivers that won't be out, Absolutely. out running with us, but there's a few that are fairly new and aren't comfortable running in a, a professional race like that. They can enter the group 10 and they can, so they can still run the same two tracks. They still get supported by us. Everything remains the same. They're just on a track in their own race at a different time. And those guys, they run fairly hard, but, you know, nobody should be wrecking each other. Not that we should be doing that in pro race, but things happen, right. at you know, when you're flat out, right? Oh, yeah. So it's a bit more geared to that, and that's a great question. Uh, I, we're going to be up along the clock. I knew we would be. Uh, but, yeah. Trevor, is it a dollar-paying event? Uh, like, is there going to be a payout for, you know, for all the cars? 
So we're still working on that. Um, you know, we're working. It's it's as you know from owning a track, it's always a fine line. What do sure. you charge for entry and what do you pay out? We can either charge more entry and have a payout because that's what they do. And there's a, a pretty good registration, pretty strong regist- registration fee, but they're world class tracks. That's right. right. And and of course we got a thirty five percent, you know, disadvantage when we trade our money over, right? Yeah. So. You know, we're looking at having a payout for that. There's nothing we can announce right now. But what we have done is we've negotiated a better rate for our cars to run there. And, and, uh, but there's no payout yet for that. So we have lessened the pain a bit on, on the registration to get them on the track. Sure, sure. And there's always, there's going to be a million more questions that absolutely everyone's going to have, including me, uh, that we're never going to fit it all into one night. But, uh, I guess the idea tonight was to at least get this far where we could announce what's happening. Uh, and how exciting is that to have Sonoma? Uh, you've got Laguna. You've got uh, Area 27. And you've got Penticton Speedway to make it up, uh, to make up a full season. Where can people find out more? They can absolutely get a hold of us on our website at uh, avionmotorsports.com or rs1.ca and they can uh, speak with our series director chris bolt he'd be happy to walk them through the whole program what we got he's been doing a ton of work uh on the whole program all the rs1 program um but certainly on the u.s uh you know part of the tour and to get some people in cars and you know our our budget compared to is he a TA2 or even a NASCAR or stuff like that to run on a track like that is a fraction of what everybody else is paying. So we've got a lot of people quizzing us right now on how to get into a car. And I, I know we're going to fill them up pretty soon. So anybody looking, they better hurry because it won't take long. And it's not that far away before we're on the track. Oh, Trevor, this is huge, huge, huge news. Uh, probably the biggest news that we've heard out of Canada so far this year has got to do with RS1 Cup Series racing and I know I got a million more questions, and I know I want to get you back on this show. Uh, but we got to thank you so much for not only tonight, but everything that you and the whole team has put in to what you're doing at Penticton and what you're doing with RS1. Uh, man, oh man, we just can't thank you enough for all of it. Well, thanks, Joe. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all the time you give me on your show, and I'll certainly come back on and. In a little while, if you invite me, and, and we'll have a whole lot more to tell you about it. You know, as we get through figuring out all the details of it, uh, you know, we can bring it right up to speed. Maybe there'd be some prize money at that point as well we can talk about. Look, at, look, at, look you can't see it from there, but I got goosebumps, man. This is going to be too. an incredible year. Too. Trevor, thanks so much for the time tonight, and I know we'll be in touch. Thanks, Joe. You have a great night. You betcha. Trevor Sievert. Man, how about that? You want an opportunity to run world-class uh, in a cool car? Uh, and just, I can't explain to you. I've seen these cars. I've seen them in action. I've called their races in RS1. They're second to none. I'll tell you, they're amazing. Uh, and to see them, uh, to go down to California and run down there on iconic tracks like uh, Sonoma, uh, I know there's going to be U.S. listeners uh, that, that are part of race teams that are going to want to do it. Get a hold of Trevor Siebert. If you need more information, you can't find them, guys, let me know. I, I can hook you up. I can guarantee it. But that is going to do it for tonight's Race Time Radio. Man, what a show. Got to thank all of our guests. Thank you. Thanks, Susie Q, right here in our RTR studio. And uh, 
Of course, all of our networks at Carry Race Time Radio. Look forward to being back with you next week right here on Race Time Radio. But that's going to do it for us tonight. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 